The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast, and I am in a good mood. We are presented by betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Promo codes podcast one. You get a 50% sign-up bonus when you do that over at betonline.ag. Dot A-G. He is Steve Fezzik, the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling. It is the Westgate Super Contest uh, out there in Vegas. You can check him out on Twitter, at Fezzik Sports, and only at Fezzik Sports. Don't fall for the imposter. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, and I'm in a good mood because I had a good week. I was up seven units. Steve was up, I think, five units. I'll check again, Steve, here momentarily. But we had a great week. We needed it. I'm now up 16 units for the year. Heck of a bounce back week. And I'm feeling excited about this week as well. we got to keep it going. Speaking of excited, I'm excited about myfrontpagestory.com. If you guys have not checked it out yet, trust me when I tell you, it is the best gift you can get anybody for the holiday season. Talk to a reporter for 10 minutes about your wife, your mom, your dad, whoever you want to get the story for. They write a story that is amazing and then send you a framed picture that looks like it's on the cover of a newspaper. It's amazing. I got one for my mom for her 70th birthday. She cried. Got one for my wife's grandma. Um for her 95th birthday, she cried. I'm just telling you, myfrontpagestory.com. We got our buddy Dave Mason from betonline.ag, the bookmaker. As always, love when Dave joins us. Dave, thank you as always for the time. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, it's a good week to bring you on, Dave, because Steve and I kicked your ass last week. So we always like to bring you on. When we kick your ass. Before we get to that, though, I do have one quick question. I don't know what the line is now, but last time I checked, the Penn State-Ohio State line was like three touchdowns for the number one or number two team, whatever, against the number nine team. Can you ever remember a matchup of like top ten teams where there's that much, that 
that big of a line? Um, off the top of my head, no. I mean, I'm sure there have been, um, you know, because some of those top teams are just so far ahead of the game when it comes down to, you know, at this time of year, uh, like Ohio State and Penn State has shown some flaws over recent weeks. So, yeah, I mean, I was a little surprised it opened that much. Um, but, you know, I'm not surprised they were over two touchdowns. So, yeah, it's 18 and a half right now. Ohio State's late lane, 18 and a half. Holy cow. Steve, what do you think about that? Just power ratings. I mean, Ohio State is historically good. This is actually a year in college football where you've got some teams power rated through the roof in Ohio State yep. and Clemson, Alabama, back when they had Tua. Um, and LSU. These, and LSU, yes. I mean, the, the, the differentiation between those teams and everybody else is just dramatic. Top-heavy. Very top heavy, so you know, you, like Steve said, you get those top four, and you know, now that two is out, you know, it, and then everybody else, right? So it's it's kind of cut and dry there, if you ask me. Um, so Dave, we're going to get into shortly our uh, results from last week. I was up seven units. Steve was up five units. Were we unique, or was it a bad <laughs> week for you guys over at BetOnline.ag? Everybody was up units except us. We were down gazillion units. I don't know how many units we lost, but we lost a ton of units. It was it was and Saturday and Sunday. Sunday, you know, Saturday was good for college football. Then Sunday, then Monday night too. So, you know, it, it's it's one of those weeks. You know, it, we we've had a really good football season. No complaints. Um, players have had a rough run, but when that happens, I mean, you know, it's going to be regression to the mean. And that's similar. You know, we had, we started out a little slow. And, you know, I told people we work with, don't worry. The, the math is there. The, you know, we're going to have our ebbs and flows, peaks and valleys. End of the year, you're usually up the same amount of uh, percentage points. But, no, we, we got murdered this weekend. There's no, there's no two ways to put it. And, but the thing is, you know, I always look at things from a marketing point of view. And, and you know, it, just to kind of give you a little glance of how things work kind of behind the counter here, coincidentally enough or no coincidence – that our casino had record numbers. So we had the best casino weekend. We had a horrible sports weekend, but our casino side of the business is awesome because what happens, people are loaded, they have money, and, oh, let's go play some blackjack and double up our profits. So, you know, there are always pros and cons. And, again, marketing point of view, we're going to have awesome uh, numbers this weekend, win or lose. There's betters are going to be out in full force. So I'm always looking at that stuff too, the turnover. So uh, that's a good question. So why, why, why was last week in particular such a bad one for you? Because I think Steve and I won a bunch of points on the underdogs. Usually you guys lose when it's the favorites, right? Yeah. I mean, there were some big favorites that cashed. Um, so, you know, it's, it's just a matter of – and a lot of dogs – you know, a lot of dogs have been covering all year. So more people are backing these dogs, I think, than, than – than previous years i think i don't know if uh betters are getting wiser or whatever but you know they're, they're, some I, i've been seeing that this year where there are some popular dogs um so you know it's one of those weekends where almost every public side cash so on the next week so all right so then um my question is for this week do you guys see more action 
when there are marquee games, including marquee primetime games. So uh, every primetime game is two teams with a winning record. Yeah. Colts, Texans. Uh, then you've got Sunday nights, Packers, Niners, Monday nights, Ravens, Rams, plus Cowboys, Patriots, and Eagles against the Seahawks. I know that's what the television networks want, Dave. They want the best matchups, so more eyeballs are there. Does that lead to bigger, um, you know, bigger, bigger, yeah. bigger handles for you guys? Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. You know, if you got two duds playing, that the action is going to be a quarter of what it is against. Uh, if you got two playoff contenders playing, without a doubt, then you then you put those teams on on prime time, and that just catapults it even more. I mean, I was just looking at the action, just the bet count, not the money, but the bet count, and the highest bet count. I, I don't think I ever remember seeing this. The highest bet count, including including the Thursday night game. Is the Baltimore Ravens, and they're not playing the Monday night. I've never seen that like this early, where the highest bet count is the team that plays last. I mean, ninety percent, ninety-two percent of the uh, early players on Baltimore Ravens, and that's also the highest bet count. So, um, it, it's we got some big decisions again this weekend, and those primetime games are really going to make or break our weekend. So we'll we'll see. Dave, always appreciate the time. Thank you so much for coming on the show and thank you guys for everything you do at betonline.ag thanks for having me have a have a good weekend don't beat us up too bad this weekend fellas <laughs> sounds good man <laughs> all right steve let's dive right into it last week uh you just leaned pittsburgh i took the steelers two units thankfully i also put two units on the under as the browns beat the steelers 21 to 7 gosh in hindsight steve you know how this is I, I almost wish I should have put more money or more units on the under. You know, you got to think Mason Rudolph and then the Steelers have a pretty good defense that the under seems like it would have been obvious, but at least I put two units on it to push for the weekend, for the game. Yeah, and Pittsburgh really is a dead nut under team. If you look at their offense, it's clearly a bottom five offense, and they've moved into a top five defense. It's hard to play any Pittsburgh game other than just to go under. Dallas-Detroit, we both passed the game. Indianapolis-Jacksonville, we both leaned Jacksonville. Good thing it was only a lean. They got destroyed by the Colts. Then we get to our first best bet. Uh, The only best bet we lost, the only game uh, I think that we both lost any units on, that's the Bills and the Dolphins. We both like the Dolphins getting six points. They lost 37-20. I got to tell you, Steve, much higher scoring game than I expected. I, I actually am surprised I didn't take the under in that one. 37-20. I think Josh Allen played the best game ever of his life. Yeah, it was strange after watching Miami play so well for five weeks, and they just could not stop Buffalo at all. Nothing misleading about this final. The Bills dominated. Moving on, Denver-Minnesota, we both passed. Should have taken the Broncos side on that, but didn't know. Uh, moving on, New Orleans, Tampa Bay. The Saints were laying five and a half. I think you know, Steve, I don't lay points very often, but I just had a suspicion that the Saints were going to bounce back in a major way from that loss to Atlanta. They did. They won by 17 points, so that was a unit there. Then we get to back-to-back two-unit best bets. 
One is the Jets getting a point against the Redskins. The other is the Falcons getting six points against the Panthers. Both teams won outright by at least 17 points, Steve. We were all over those two. Let's start with the Jets-Redskins. The Redskins are unbelievably bad, Steve. If you can explain to me who was betting the Redskins, because this got bet up to minus two and a half on Washington, and what the rationale was, I would like to hear it. A Redskin team that went 16 quarters before finally scoring a touchdown. Haskins is not ready to play quarterback in the NFL. I just, there's, it's rare, but it does happen that there are line moves in the NFL, and usually it's just, well, the public is embracing a team, but who was betting the Redskins? I still don't know. Then you get to uh, the Carolina Panthers and the Falcons. The Falcons, that's two weeks in a row now, Steve. Yeah, and so Quinn was calling the plays for the defense, and everything I read says that they have, the Falcons have exactly the same schemes. They haven't changed anything except for the assistants are calling the plays on defense, and what a difference it has made. And i got to tell you, just the eye test, watching the Falcons flying around all over the field starts with the very first um, drive when uh, Ryan's about to get crushed out of the pocket. He hangs in there and throws a bomb to Ridley. The team is bringing maximum effort. We both leaned Houston in the matchup, getting four points from the Ravens. Good thing we only leaned that way. They got destroyed. We both leaned Raiders, laying 10.5 points to the Bengals. Good thing we only leaned. They only won by a touchdown. Arizona, San Francisco, I put two units on Arizona, getting them at 11.5 points, thankfully, last Wednesday, Steve. Kind of crazy when you consider that they were up 16 to nothing, and then based on that play at the end of the game, they lost 36-26. A lot of people, Steve, had them at 10 points. A lot of people pushed because of that last play. Yeah, and a lot of people won laying 9.5 with San Francisco, and that's one of those games – I'm sure Dave Mason was cursing the end game because that's where the books get destroyed. When everyone who um, takes the dog and there's a line move down like that, everyone who bet the dog won and everyone who bet the favorite late won. Um, Arizona, you know, they've been impressive. I got to say, Kyler Murray has massively exceeded expectations at quarterback and another game that Arizona really should have covered, even though they didn't against the closing number. New England, Philadelphia, we both leaned Philadelphia. Chicago, L.A., we both loved the under. Steve, you went three units on it. You almost never do that. I went two units on it. The number was 41.5. The final score, 17-7. to We were all over that one, Steve. I should have done more units. Watching that game, I was happy knowing the two units are going to come through. But mad at myself that I didn't put 50 units on it, thinking, how did I ever think that these two teams wouldn't score less than 41 and a half points? And this is the sort of game that you've got to be careful with because it makes it look like gambling is so easy, and it's not easy to win. But when a game plays out so perfectly according to your script, you're like, wait a minute, why am I going to work tomorrow? I should just be betting, right? Yeah. Exactly. I should just be saying, boom, 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 uh, put my whole life savings on the under in the Rams 
against the Bears game because there's no prayer that these teams are going over 41 and a half, and yet I did not do it. Um, Kansas City, Mexico, uh, you leaned over. I did not touch that one. I leaned Kansas City. Chiefs won by seven. So that's where we are after last weekend for the week. You were up five units. I was up seven units. That puts me up 16 units for the season. You are up. You are down three units for the season. But we were three out of four on our best bets, which is nice. That makes us 16, um, 16, 12, and 2. On our uh, on our best bet so far this year. Let's keep it rolling here in Week Twelve. Start Week Twelve Thursday night football. Indianapolis at Houston Ross. The Houston Texans laying four with a total of forty five and a half. And as we always want to say, that these lines presented by Dave Mason and all the great folks over at BetOnline.ag. Yep, uh, promo code Podcast One. Uh, I'm going to put a unit on the Colts. I kind of feel like. The Texans have a decent chance to bounce back after that Ravens game. They're playing at home. I still don't expect T.Y. Hilton to play, even though they're acting like he might. I don't think he does. Uh, But I think the Colts can hang. I think they can keep it a close game. One unit on the Colts getting the four points. I'm going to pass. And the reason being is that this is the game that they played earlier in the year. And it was a close game, but Indianapolis got <clears throat> ultimately got the win. So with a short work week, I always favor the home team. And now they've got revenge on top of it. So I'm pretty confident Houston's going to win. If they win, they're probably going to cover. So I'm going to go ahead and pass. On to the Sunday game, Steve. Cleveland, 10.5-point favorites at home against the Miami Dolphins with a total of 44. Yeah, I'm really not sure how Cleveland is going to react after the debacle that was the end game on Thursday night. I'll say this, that prior to the last 15 seconds, that was a huge, huge confidence builder for Cleveland that suddenly is staring at the opportunity to get within one game of 500 and back into the playoff race. Um, you got to worry about Miami. They had their nice run, and then they were a complete no-show, got pushed around against Buffalo. I'm going to pass the game. Yeah, I'm kind of going to go back to the well here. Um, I'm a little bit nervous about it, but the Browns don't have Miles Garrett. There's been so much talk about that game and discipline and all that stuff. I'm calling for the Dolphins to keep this game close. Two units back on the Dolphins. They were good for me for a couple weeks. They were bad last week. Two units on the Dolphins getting 10.5. I think they'll be able to keep this one close against the Browns who don't have their best football player in Miles Garrett and have a lot of conversations still going on about that last game. Ross, the Denver Broncos at the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo laying four points with a low total of 37. How crazy is it, Steve, that the Bills are 7-3 and three and the Broncos are whatever their record is. I think they have two wins, maybe three. And yet at home, the Bills are only four-point favorites, which tells you, because they got a great home field advantage there, that you guys, the professional betters, the odds makers, you think the Bills are only one point better than the Denver Broncos with Brandon Allen as their quarterback? I actually have the Bills 
two and a half points better. And it's all about Buffalo just not being very good. Buffalo is a slightly below average team. Yeah, they got seven wins, but six of them are against the five worst teams in the NFL. So um, that explains the line, Ross. Wow. That is interesting. I'm going to put a unit on my bills. I don't like to lay points very often, but that's going to be a tough atmosphere for the Broncos, for Brandon Allen. Um, there's always weather conditions up there. I just think the Bills win the game. I think they probably win the game by more than four points. One unit on the Bills. Yeah, I'm going to lean to the Bills. I got to tell you, Brandon Allen is really looking good. I went back and watched the first half of the Minnesota game, and Denver, you know, for an old coach where you would expect, oh, he brings in an unproven quarterback and they're going to be too conservative, they threw deep five times in the first half. And I love that. I love that aggression in the NFL. And I don't want to go against that, especially a Bills team that, frankly, more often than not, week after week, does not impress me one bit. I'm going to just lean to Buffalo. Steve, the Pittsburgh Steelers, six-and-a-half-point favorites at the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, total there, 39. I'm going to go under for a unit. I think Pittsburgh is absolutely just a dead-nut-under team. And... The playing on the road, I, I could certainly historically Pittsburgh, when they had Big Ben, scored so many few, fewer points at, on the road than at home. And because of that, I can see Pittsburgh just grinding out a win here. One unit on the under. Uh, this will be a best bet. I'm going two units on the under. Steelers defense is very good. Ryan Finley, the Bengals quarterback, is not. The Steelers lose. Uh, their best offensive lineman and their center in Marquise Pouncey for this game. They already were struggling offensively. The Bengals were able to hold the Raiders on the road to only 17 points. I know 39 is a low total, low bar to, to climb, but I'm putting two units on the under 39. That's the best bet. The best bet. Ross, the New York Giants at the Chicago Bears. Chicago favored by six in this one, 40 and a half the total. This is a, a tough one for me. I, I think the, th the number that stands out to me here is just the total again. I mean, the Bears have a really good defense and a really bad offense. So I'm going to ride the under again, two units under 40 and a half. I don't expect the Giants to come in with Saquon Barkley limping all over the place. I, I don't expect them to come in and score very many points. I know their defense isn't very good, but I don't think that well, the Bears are going to score 20 points, maybe. I got two units on the under 40.5. Made a strong case and absolutely don't trust either offenses. So at 40 and a half, sure, under two units, best bet. The best bet. Uh, the Oakland Raiders. Laying three at the New York Jets, 46-and-a-half the total there, Steve. So three straight home games for Oakland, three straight close games, and they come out with three wins, and frankly, they could have lost to Detroit. They probably should have lost to the Chargers. Um, not that impressive against the Bengals. So I would argue Oakland's overvalued having that three-game sweep and not really performing all that well, and the Jets, they are surging the Jets are undervalued because they had three horrific games with Luke Falk at quarterback where um, I believe they got one offensive touchdown in those three games. So they still look like a statistical nightmare when you look at the Jets, but they're much better with Darnold, obviously. We'll go Jets plus three, two units. Yeah, I'm with you on this one. 
The game is in New York. Jets kind of have a little bit of mojo to them, a little bit of confidence. Some of the offensive line changes they've made have been for the better. Uh, the Raiders' car is playing well. Jacob's playing well. But I, I like the Jets. I think they got a great chance to win the game outright. If they do lose, I think it's a close game. Maybe you get a push there. Two units on the Jets getting three points. Another best bet. The best bet. Next game, Ross, it's Carolina at New Orleans. Saints, nine-and-a-half-point favorites with a total of 47. This is a pass for me. Um, I'd probably – see, I never like to lay that many points. I guess I'd lean Carolina, but Kyle Allen has not played as well as of late as he did earlier. This is just a pass. I'm going to pass as well. Kyle Allen, from what I'm observing when I'm watching him, he's locking in on his main receiver – and he is really struggling. Nothing fluky about those interceptions. Four of them he threw to Atlanta. He threw them all to Falcons. They weren't deflected. They weren't unlucky. They were just bad decisions. Um, but I don't lay nine and a half typically. So lean New Orleans. Steve, Tampa Bay at Atlanta. Atlanta four and a half point favorites. The total 51 and a half. So I'll lean to the surging Atlanta Falcons now that their assistant coaches are calling the plays on defense. They've gone from getting, I believe, seven sacks all year long to the last two weeks they got nine, putting pressure on the quarterback in Tampa Bay. How many times do we have to see it? Jameis Winston, four more interceptions, minus 10 for the year in turnovers. And if Tampa Bay loses the turnover battle, they probably won't cover. I'll lean Atlanta. Uh, I'm with you there. Uh, Jameis Winston's a turnover machine. Now he's coming in with a bad ankle. The Falcons feel like they're on a mission after the bye. I usually don't like to lay points. I'm doing it again here. I'm two units on the Falcons to keep this going. Two units laying four and a half points to the Bucks. I'll take the Falcons. Ross, Detroit laying three and a half points at the Washington Redskins. 42 is your total. Redskins are really, really bad. And Jeff Driscoll's not that bad. I actually think that the play here is laying the points with the Lions. I just get a little bit nervous about that. I'll just lean to the Lions. Three and a half is kind of a key number there. I feel like the Redskins are going to play better one of these games. So it's just a lean to Detroit. Ross, have we confirmed that it is going to be Driscoll this week? It's not official. I just, the stuff you hear about Stafford, it's not real good. Yeah, and I've, I've heard the same thing. So Let me say this you to know. you, Steve. Let me say this. And I made this point on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. If you are third-year GM Bob Quinn and you are second-year head coach Matt Patricia and your team is 3-6-1 and one, and it's a lost season and your franchise quarterback has some type of broken bones in his back, I guess are you more likely – to get fired if your quarterback missed two games and came back and you finished 5-10-1? Or are you more likely to keep your job if you can say the starting quarterback was gone the second half of the year and yet with Jeff Driscoll you still win a game or two? I don't even think I don't even know if it's in the best interest of the head coach and the GM to put Stafford back in. 
It's a good call. I do know in this game that Driscoll is five points worse in my power ratings than Stafford, who I have as a very good quarterback, top 10. And I know that Haskins, I've got four points worse than Case Keenum at quarterback. So with two huge downgrades at quarterback, I'm going to go under the 41.5 two units. Steve Jacksonville at Tennessee Titans, minus three in this one, 41.5 total. All right, so here's an example of a game where I've got upgrades at quarterback because Foles is, yeah, he was a little rusty, didn't look his best last week, but he's still a big upgrade over Minshew. And um, Tannehill has been much better than Mariota. So because of that, and with both teams year-to-date have average stats on offense and defense, but I expect both the offenses to improve for both teams, I'm going to go over two units. Interesting. All right. Um, I can kind of see that. Uh, Foles was not great against the Colts, uh, although neither was the Jacksonville defense, and the Colts didn't even have T.Y. Hilton. Tannehill's been pretty good. I'll join you on that, but just one unit. One unit on the over 41 and a half. The best bet. Ross, the New England Patriots, six and a half point favorites at home against the Dallas Cowboys. Total is 46. Yeah, you know, the Cowboys are really talented, and I think they're pretty darn good. And I don't know about the Patriots. I think the Patriots are struggling right now, even though they've been winning some close ones. I think there's a decent chance that they win this one. But I, I uh, win a close one, but I wouldn't be shocked if the Cowboys win outright. And I certainly think if they lose, it's a close game. I'm putting two units on the Cowboys getting six and a half points. I know that that's usually bad for your health, uh, but I'm doing it. I'm not doing it. Coaching mismatch, and hey, we saw the genius Belichick get another win and another cover, despite his team not playing well against Philly with the trick play touchdown. And now that he gets the matchup against Garrett, I can only imagine what schemes and plays he's going to be able to draw up to make his limited personnel win this game, probably by margin. But I'm going to pass. Steve, Sunday night football, the Green Bay Packers at the San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco three-point favorites. Total is 46.5. Very interesting line here. So Vegas is saying these two teams are equal teams, and I'm not buying that. I feel strongly that um, San Francisco is the superior team. I don't like how the Green Bay defense has been regressing. Aaron Rodgers is not having a good year despite a few spectacular performances, San Francisco, two units. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on this. The, the, the Packers' run defense has left a lot to be desired. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to put uh, two units on the Niners as well, laying the three points. I think that place is going to be absolutely rocking. Um, my only concern is that the Packers outscore them. Niners defense hasn't looked great against Kyler Murray and a mobile quarterback, but I, I like the Niners as well. Two units on the Niners laying the three points. The best bet. Ross, the game originally scheduled to be Sunday night football. It's Seattle. It's at Philadelphia. The Eagles, one-and-a-half-point favorites, and 48 is the total. Yeah, the number was earlier. Uh, a little bit higher than that. Uh, Seattle was getting, I think, two and a half, Steve. So money's coming in on Seattle, I guess. Yes. 
I liked Seattle when they were getting two and a half. I guess I should still like them when they're getting one and a half. I think this is a toss-up game. I mean, one and a half, Steve. What are the chances that 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 spread even comes into play? What are the odds? Yeah, two is so infrequent. It occurs, I believe, a little less than two percent of the time. Like really, like one and a half percent of the time. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just uh, lean Seattle. I'm not going to lay the. I'm not going to take the point and a half. Yeah, Philly just is not getting healthy on offense. Lane Johnson um, concussed in protocol. And, of course, um, you know, they're hopeful to get some guys back. It's not going to happen with Deshaun Jackson this year or, or Sproles. And Jeffrey is um, uh, still questionable to play. And so, as is the Philly, um, the Eagles running back. So, all kinds of um, injury issues still for Philly on offense. We saw them struggle against New England. I'm going to pass. Finally, Steve, Monday Night Football. It's the Baltimore Ravens. It's the Los Angeles Rams. Baltimore, three-point favorites, and 46.5 is the total. So the Ravens, 4-0 straight up and against the spread. All four wins by double digits. Average cover the last four weeks by 23 points. So when a team performs that well and it's a Monday night game, you know the public is going to be all over Baltimore. So maybe this line goes up to three and a half. Um, so no hurry to bet this, but I will be on the Rams for two units. And it's just a matter of power ratings. It's like I've got Baltimore, my number two rated team in the NFL. So it's not like I've shorted them in my power ratings. Even having done that, I still only make this game. Uh, let me take a look here. I make this game one, Baltimore minus one by my power ratings. So um, with uh, two points, the better of it because of the tax that's being put on Baltimore, I'm going to back the Rams. Wow. Not me. I'm all over the Ravens. I, I think that they are as real as it gets. Two units on the Ravens laying the three points. I think they're going to smash the Rams. I, I, I think that the Rams are in big time trouble. I think the Ravens are that good and the Rams are not. Excellent work, Steve. Hopefully we can keep it going this week. And shout out, by the way, to BetQL for uh, helping me a little bit with my picks last week and this week. Love those algorithms. Love seeing where the line is headed. That BetQL app is glorious. Other than that, you guys know the deal. Andrew Brandt, always awesome, on a Wisdom Wednesday edition of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast Highly encourage you to check out that if you have not already. Tomorrow we'll have Greg Cosell on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. And we also already have both Even Money, no, both Fantasy Feast podcasts have already posted. So you can get a little something, something there if you'd like. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.